Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said of these stones today are the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. Booyah. Thanks for the ride, All lady. Right. <laughs> uh, I was going to tell you that um, I actually thought it was creepier when he was just walking towards her, like without any dialogue. Oh, yeah. yeah, like because there was this kind of like this, if I remember correctly, kind of like this squishy sound just walking, right. you know. And she looks back, and, and she just keeps coming and coming and, and not saying a word, you know? Um, but once he talked, it, it, for me, it just kind of, you know, took the creepiness factor away. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are times when you become me. too familiar with the, the threat. And I say this a lot, you know, that you emasculate the threat. All the time. When you, when you, you know, shed too much light on it or it, make, it makes its appearance too often. Um yeah. Oh, absolutely. Look at aliens, or, yeah. you know, the initial uh, alien. Like, the first time, you hardly saw the thing. Exactly. Right? Um, and uh, you don't even know what it really looks like. And then, yes, the second movie, of course, even then, the second movie, which was, you know, one of my all-time favorite uh, movies of all time, um, is that even the creatures were, like, always in the shadows and stuff, and yes, at the end you got the big reveal of the queen and, and stuff, but it was done so intelligently. Right. But anything subsequent to that, it's like they show the thing nonstop, and it was just like it just took away the yeah, threat. Absolutely, you know one, yeah. So that's always the thing, man. With 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 good horror, less is more. Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree more. You I mean, know, just about every single movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you see more and more of Freddy Krueger as time goes on. You see more of Jason and, and Michael Myers and all of these types of shows where, you know, the threat is the object. You know what I mean? That they, you want, you want to see them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what you're paying your money for, right? Um, so the set pieces right. revolve around the different kills, but everyone loves to see these characters that's why that's why they they've lasted as long as they have because you know they want that's really what people go to see that's the money shot not necessarily the kill but when you get to see you know people cheer them on i mean that's their hero <laughs> you know and it's twisted it's a twisted yeah. relationship but that's really the hero of the show it's it's the murderer um but uh, in the case of like Freddy, especially with Freddy and uh, Jason more, is that it became almost, um, they used a lot of humor. It was almost self-parodying, uh, but it worked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, Freddy, especially with those, you know, cheesy mm -hmm. one-liners and stuff. But it was fun, you know, like seeing, especially with all the sequels and stuff, it was just so kind of became goofy i think that's i think with the first movie he was yeah, so scary say, but the with the one, later ones he was genuinely scary that was a good scary movie it was like exactly that you know when i first saw that that scared the and living hell out of me in the darkened alleyway but, and his arms are impossibly long and he's scraping the wall right, on both sides right. of the alley that's a creepy the creepy scene i really enjoyed that 
but um yeah the the one the the scene especially that i remember as a kid that really scared the hell out of me was when she's having a dream and she sees her friend in a body bag and her friends was like being dragged and there's like yeah. blood streaking on the yeah that really scared the hell yeah, out of me absolutely. as a kid man it was really solid very intense so yeah we're digressing um, yeah but we started off talking about you know a scene from creep show 2 and that's going to be our discussion today not creep show 2 per se but the horror anthology anthology which is uh, horror and anthology they they have a very long history uh together and so i wanted well we wanted to discuss some of our favorites or what we think are um are some of the best that we've seen um we're gonna do a five five each and you would would you like to kick this off or sure i mean um so we were discussing uh which of the um creep show movies is the better one and i i can't really i can't distinguish because they were both so yeah, good I enjoyed them both um like we said almost equally uh, yeah as much as um you know parts one and two um, obviously part right. three, I don't think I've ever seen part three or I might have. And then I've never seen it. I don't think it's, I've just, seen it. it's so bad. I don't even want to talk about it. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even yeah. know there was a part three. Um, but like I said, parts one and two are great. If I have to, if I have to pick, um, I'm going with creep show one. Okay. I, you know what? I mean, I, I like them both mm-hmm. equally. I, I haven't seen them in a long okay. time, but just us, you know, before we started recording, we were discussing the different, uh, uh, you know, the different stories of, of each one. And, and I, I don't remember which one was in which movie. <laughs> and so <laughs> and so with that being said, um, I'm just going to throw out, since you said one, I guess I'll go ahead and say one also. Or you can say two, and this way we can um, include them both in this list. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I guess so, because we're just, I, I mean, honestly, I don't remember which, which was in which, you know. Raft is in part two, and that's one of my favorite horror shorts yeah time. i just i love it it's, it's scary. a great one it's, so it's good and uh i mean right you know, and, and the way it ends is just fantastic i love the ending so good that's in part two so yeah uh creep show okay one has all the makings of one of the best horror anthologies out there i don't think i've ever spoke i've ever spoken to somebody who said you know what i'm not really a fan of creep show i don't or you know, everyone i've spoken to that likes horror movies loves this one um i like the wraparound story yeah. the prologue and epilogue it's got the kid who you know orders uh stuff from an old you know horror magazine um, Tom Atkins plays the, the mm-hmm. shitty dad and uh, who gets his come up and so it's even got a, a, a little bit of a wraparound story which I think um, um, pound for pound any good anth- anthology is gonna have a great wraparound story and that definitely right definitely does it. right so, um, but Father's Day the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill something to tide you over the crate and they're creeping up on you there's not a single um, bad story in this movie, and they're all really well done. 
Um, the cast is unbelievably right. solid. Hal Holbrook, Adrian Barbeau, Leslie Nielsen, Ten Danson, um, the old man uh, E.G. Marshall. Even Stephen King is in this acting, um, as well as doing the, um, I think this was his first screenwriting um, attempt. And and he and ah. Romero um, just really connected on this and became solid friends, So which I thought was cool. Yeah, 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 really good. I think, um, yeah, I think n- now that I'm remembering, I think that the second one, it looked like it had maybe a, a bigger mm-hmm. budget, you know? With the original, it just, the stories were kind of smaller, I think, in scope, if I remember yeah, it correctly. Yeah, didn't have much of a budget. Well, I mean, um, I guess for the time, right. a horror movie in 1982 uh, had an $8 million budget which wasn't too bad considering you know like it, it says you know yeah, film, yeah. So. what I do appreciate right, is the fact right. that it was filmed in Pittsburgh and mostly in the suburbs including Monroeville which for me was a mecca because I, I went to m- the Monroeville Mall where um, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead was filmed and I uh, went to the mall and went to mm. different spots you know I did the, the whole uh, movie nice. thing but I, I always thought that that was awesome that he continued to shoot um, in Pittsburgh, and uh, that was that was a great, um, I guess, homage to who Romero was, you know. Right, uh, right. Yeah, Very Creep cool. Show, definitely one of my favorites. I know it's one of yours, and uh, like I said, most people that I speak to, <clears throat> it's uh, it's on their list as well. Absolutely. All right. So, All right. So what do you got? So. Um, did you get to watch, um, the, uh, Mortuary Collection? Okay. I did watch Mortuary Collection, and I was, like, even debating whether we spend an entire episode discussing it, but yes, Mortuary Collection is on my list of new favorite, um, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed it, and I know we were talking about this. It was a lot it of fun, man. a lot of fun. Yeah. I loved, um, first of all, I like Clancy Brown, I mean... Absolutely. Especially from, you know, he was in Bad Boys, I think. He was also in, obviously, um, oh, my God, I just drew a blank. The, the High, High, Highlander. Right? He was, he was the, the big bad. Yeah, he was so menacing he in was that. Menacing yeah. that. He was just, um, he was a badass. Um, and that was, I mean, what what all the sequels, all the sequels for the, that movie were just awful. And one of the big problems that they didn't have a villain that was menacing enough yeah. Like, he was so just threatening, just so aggressive as as a, a villain that... So you fear it, him. None of the other movies... Yeah, yeah, he was really Absolutely. good, man. Yeah, really you good. you didn't think he yeah, was going I, to... I, that was he actually, killed everyone in that yeah, movie that, was, that you loved. I mean, because, you know, yeah. Connery and the, and the guy's wife... Right. And, you know, you yeah. just knew that, he was, that nothing could stop him. And it was... Uh, he right. really played it. To the to the hilt. Absolutely, that was actually the first role that I'm I'd ever oh, seen okay. him in, and uh, I always kind of associate him with that role because he was just so damn good in it. Yep, he absolutely. Was. Um, but uh, yeah, so yeah, back to the mortuary so, yeah, uh, collection. He, uh, he it was actually really good in that, that too. There. A lot the, of fun. The makeup is really good. He looks like he's very cadaverish, and. 
you know, this is a new movie, but we're going to give out some spoilers. Right. So like I said before, and like I always I will continue to say, if you don't want to get this spoiled for you and you haven't seen the Mortuary Collection and you're a horror fan, which obviously you wouldn't be listening to this if you were not, go ahead and pause and watch this movie. You'll enjoy it. It was actually really good. And then come back and listen to the rest of this take on this. But he... His character later on, you you know, you feel when he encounters this woman, she thinks she gets the best of him. She slices him and he's filled with this formaldehyde, for want of a better word. And you realize that he is dead. <laughs> and so. He right, looks right. It too. And we also talked about this where I felt like he was channeling the tall man from Phantasm. Um, and he really, yeah, as soon as I saw it, as soon as I saw it, I was yep. like, oh, wow. I said, oh man, I never would have given credit to Clancy Brown for being able to, um, make me want them to continue the phantasm story with somebody else. And I'm sure they won't, but he was definitely, he was awesome in this role. He was just, uh, just the right amount of tongue in cheek, I think. Um, for the tone, definitely but I, the gore mm. in in these uh, shorts were they were really solid, and the stories were fun right. and entertaining. Right. And I, again, the, a, a good wraparound story in an anthology helps to tie all of these tales together. And they they didn't miss um, miss the, that opportunity. I thought it was really well done. Exactly. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I just had a blast yeah. with it. Um, and I've had quite yeah, a few people a very, talking uh, about it, too. And a lot of people, you know, other um, uh, horror podcasts that I listen to and, and a few other people that I've been chatting with uh, from other um, in other circles, they all have seen it and have all said nothing but good things about it, which is, is always um, exciting for me when, you know, we... A lot of people think like, oh, all all new horror movies suck, and that's not the case. There are there are a lot of gems out there, and a lot of people um, coming up with creative and interesting takes on old ideas, but putting a decent spin on them. Um, you know, nothing has to work a hundred percent or be, um, you know, in, you know, impeccable um, to be entertaining. There are a lot of films out there that that get you know generally get it right. Um, and this is one of them. I, I really enjoyed the writing. In Absolutely. It. I it was cool. I like the, the um, what was it, Raven's End, which is the name of the town. It's like almost, I, I could see them release mm. another mortuary collection. Um, maybe, you know, you know the, the Haunted Raven's End, you know, where you there's just different locations mm. within Raven's End that they visit and come up with another anthology. Um, you could do it easily because this town, I f really feel like, um, gives that morbid sense of it's lo got an actual more location. right. It, yeah, and it's got more stories to tell. I think it tell, does. Yeah, it I looks think there's like. a lot yeah, of yeah, cool definitely. things about it, and I think they're getting enough of uh, um, enough of a boost. Yeah, a buzz, of a buzz, right? You know, from right. people talking about it, where I think we might see a uh, a sequel, and I'm not I'm not adverse to that. Yeah, it, it it had um an old school kind of eighties style to it that I really enjoyed, and again, it didn't take itself too seriously. It was just yeah fun, you know, a lot, like you said, tongue in cheek. It just it was it was really yeah. enjoyable. I I mm -hmm. liked it a lot, Absolutely. definitely. Instant classic. So, then we give that one uh, a definite two thumbs up. 
and yeah, absolutely. I, I'm going to talk about your. This is probably on your list too. I know for many of my friends, it's on their new list. Uh, it's something that I've been really watching for you know go over ten years now, maybe close to thirteen years, and that is Trick or Treat. Uh, um, anthology. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Michael Dougherty is the yes. Uh, I think he's the director and producer. But this thing had um, mm. who who was in this? Anna Paquin, uh, Brian Cox, who's probably one of my favorite actors. I think he's underrated, and he was in another great horror right. movie. Maybe maybe we'll talk about that another time. But he was in, um, I believe. Um, what the autopsy of Jane Doe? I wish. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's it's not. It doesn't fire on all cylinders. There are there are moments where it's not perfect, but uh, Brian Cox mm. is is perfect. I, I I love him in most everything that he does. Yeah, yeah. He's really um, good. Um, I think he was actually. Oh, was it him who's uh, the first to play? Hannibal Lecter. He was. He was in Manhunter. I think it was him. Yeah, yep. yeah, in Manhunter. He's excellent okay. in that. Yeah. And underrated and and you know as much mm. as I love Silence of the Lambs, Manhunter is fucking awesome. And yeah, um, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. So yep, that was my the first time I saw Brian Cox was in Manhunter. Um, but uh, so let's not get sidetracked. This isn't the Brian Cox love in. However, <laughs> Trick or Treat is awesome, and he is, um, he's in that and does his Brian Cox thing where he's just badass, uh, plays, a, plays a, a terrorized old man, but who's a, a shitheel, you know, he's not a nice person. So there's a lot of that going on in Trick or Treat. It's, there's a lot of um, meanness in some of the stories, and there's, uh, let's face it, that... Um, uh, Sam, I guess it is, uh, that, that mysterious, um, like burlap sacked. Oh, the, yeah, the mask. Yeah. Oh, that's um, it. He's, so he's got these uh. pajamas on these feety pajamas and he's, and <laughs> that, um, um, by the way, I have the trick or treat, um, soundtrack on vinyl and it's on waxwork records. I think released it. I have the regular, um, the regular vinyl and I also have the picture discs and they're awesome. They sound great too. It's an excellent, it's an excellent, Mm. um, soundtrack. So, um, this, I got to listen to that. Yeah. It was actually really good. You'll enjoy it. Um, but this thing has Mm. really, um, has picked up a huge following from a lot of people that I know that are just really into this movie. And for me, I mean, this serial killers, pet, the pedophile serial killers, at least from what I believe, from what I'm led to believe, um, you know, mm. there's some, um, you know, kids eating, um, trick or treat candy that get that, you know, has, um, razor blades in it there's you know they're right. poisoned <laughs> there's um a serial yeah. who gets his comeuppance um via uh werewolves that are super hot and dressed as right. sexy cinderella or you know <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, so, yeah great scene yeah scene it was uh little red riding hood even yeah perfect <laughs> and uh you know i love uh, you know, like you said, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but at, at times it does. And I just, I just right. really think that when they made this movie, 
they i don't even think they realized just how great it was um but if you get a chance and you haven't seen it yet or you've only seen bits and pieces, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's a great Halloween movie, and it's one that I watch year after year now. It's a tradition. So, um, yeah, right. it's a trick or treat. <laughs> um, I, I know that they talked about part two being uh, you know, a sequel that's in the works, but I haven't seen it yet, obviously. It, um, it hasn't come out, but this is definitely one to watch. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm 100% behind you on that one. What else you got for um, How, uh, what do, VHS. VHS, yes, all right. Yes. Awesome. The first one yeah. was excellent. Right. And I think we mentioned this one the other day. It was yeah, really good. solid. Yeah, definitely solid, uh, solid movie. Um, I saw... I mean, the first story, the fr- it was the first one that had the siren, right? Uh, yeah. The uh, the woman that so, that yes. <laughs> woman quote unquote, um, yeah, really awesome. They tried to turn it into a feature length movie. It was a disaster. But just stick with the original VHS. I haven't seen any of the sequels. I saw parts of uh the sequel the second one and i wasn't too Mm -hmm. impressed so just stick with the original it's got some really solid uh you know 80s inspired you know horror Mm -hmm. really good uh, just very enjoyable yeah absolutely this has so and there's a lot of atmosphere um you know they they really did the right thing here i like how some of it i don't really necessarily like found footage movies but the way that they did it in this this one was, was done, done yeah so this well one was done very and, well and yeah yeah and creepy you're right um i didn't i don't think i saw siren that spinoff i did see vhs 2 which wasn't horrible but it wasn't it wasn't it didn't it tried to capture the magic of vhs and i don't think it did a good job hmm. but um you know bloody disgusting and brad miska are um you know, created this bloody disgusting is, is a great website. You should check them out. Um, I would definitely say it's it. They're doing Mm. a decent job of, of keeping horror alive in the quote, you know, um, social, um, media, you know, social community. Um, right. But, um, yeah, this is a solid, uh, anthology. It was very creepy and again, atmospheric. So that definitely gets a thumbs up. Absolutely. Well, I got one that's kind of out of left I, field. And <clears throat> well, okay. not for me, uh, but maybe for some of our listeners. And this is the Mario Bava directed horror anthology, Black Sabbath. I have yet okay. to well, see it. From I haven't seen it yet. Um, obviously, I'm not that old. Mm. However, as a kid growing up in the <laughs> 70s, there was a lot of horror movies on even regular television, and this was one of those that you could watch. Um, and I would probably see this. Um, I probably saw this on regular television, maybe Channel Nine locally here in New York, um, or Channel Eleven. But Boris Karloff is in this, and this was WPIX. Yeah, maybe, maybe they had it on there. I don't remember. Or WWOR. <laughs> um, American International Pictures. Um, I think released this. This was just. It's just one of my favorites. I don't know. I don't know what it is about yeah. this movie. I mean, but it was. Um, 
I think it was a commercial failure when it was first released, but there's um there's so much good storytelling in this and and it's a lot of fun. And um I just think I just think it it begs people's attention and it has, you know, the um the bava look and feel. Like I just I just really appreciated mm. this film. And I according to the things that I've read, the metal band the uh, metal band Black Sabbath. I'm sure you know some people may have heard of this band. They actually took their name from this Bava film, and so they named the band after this movie. Which I, I don't know how true that is, but if it is, I think that's that's fucking awesome because I love Bava, and this movie is is definitely a favorite of mine. So definitely check it out if you're interested in horror anthologies. This is one to watch. Oh, I'll definitely yeah, you will. Should because Absolutely. you know you like older yeah. films too. Because I like older, yeah. I do. Yeah, I like older films. So it yeah, you'll be all over this. I mean, there's other you know other actors that you know you may not know by name, but when you see them, you're like, oh, I've seen them in other things before. But Karloff is is the one that you know gets gets the most attention. He's you know horror royalty. Absolutely, of course. Um, so. Since we're not limited to movies, I have to throw in Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up with this. It was such a great show. Always looked forward to new episodes. And, um, you know, it just, you know, of course the Crypt Keepers become iconic. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And, uh, yeah, absolutely wanted to, to give a shout out Tales to that. Um, Crypt. <laughs> yeah lots of fun yeah, lots of fun it just I love that. again didn't take itself too seriously i always like that in horror that you know it's not overly you know uh whatever realistic and stuff i like tongue-in-cheek and uh yeah such a great yeah, show so many episodes that that's one i'd love to just own that on uh on blu-ray if they re-release that um the whole series i would definitely spring for that surprised that I know, they have them too but i would definitely i i really it begs to be watched again because i haven't seen them since you know their initial release i guess on hbo and they were awesome yeah 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 i i actually come to think of it yeah i haven't seen them since since the uh was it the 90s yeah, 80s the late, and 90s late 80s but probably released in 89 or 90 i think it came out but it's definitely yeah. interesting, and I I have no complaints about that show. I mean, there's like you said, there are some the the horror and gore elements are there, but they they use the you know tropes, um, and they do it to to full effect. I, I really enjoyed that series. Absolutely. All right, what do you got next? One that we were talking about earlier that many people didn't know about. Um, it's an independent film that just came out um maybe five years ago it's called southbound and i didn't hear about it until you yep. told me about it so i watched it uh, a couple yes. of days ago Su such a great flick really it really good i enjoyed it and there is such atmosphere and menace and these creatures that are present and you're just like what are these things how come how come we don't know what this is they don't re they don't reveal much in the beginning but then 
again, they tie things together where you realize that there's just a section of highway that you get lost in and that you don't know where exactly you and you don't even know yeah you don't know if you're in california you know, or arizona and, and even the people wherever. that are involved in these stories they they seem to be just these lost souls wandering on the, mm. on this highway and they have no they have no hope and there's a sense of hopelessness throughout this and i even love the um I have the soundtrack too. It's a it's a great soundtrack. The one sheet poster for this is, you know, this maze like um, highway that's in the shape of a pentagram, an upside down pentagram, which pentagram, is just yeah. uh, just a great yeah. idea for for this right, film because right. it takes place. You know, the highway, this lost highway, for want of a better phrase, um, takes you to mm. some pretty intense locales and southbound does a great job of of you know bringing you into the hopelessness of each one of these tales yeah absolutely i really uh really enjoyed yeah, that you one liked it because again i, I always uh, yeah i always uh, enjoy finding little treasures yeah. like that and uh, this was definitely uh, definitely awesome. one of them um I kind of had this in my head. It, it, it didn't really pan out, but I kind of sort of maybe uh, is that you always hear on the radio this person talking. And it was uh, it just kind of stayed in my head that that's maybe the devil yeah. speaking, you know, and they, they never mentioned it. But that that's kind of that was my vibe. I don't know if it was intended to be that or but yeah, really nice. cool. So, yeah, go, I recommend this highly. I tell a lot of people about this. So go check out Southbound. I hope you guys dig it. What else you got? Yeah, definitely. What do I have? I don't even know how many I did. I kind of <laughs> lost track. That might have been. That might have been. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I. I maybe. I got one left that I haven't I spoken mean, about. If you want me to do it. I have oh, one left. All right, also. So you go first. <laughs> All right. So, if for anyone who knows me, knows that uh, one of my favorite shows of all time is the twilight zone and so it is an anthology the best of the best in my opinion you know wasn't all horror there's a lot of sci-fi a lot of uh you know mystery stuff like that uh but definitely genre and and i love it it's still in my opinion the 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 cream of the crop the, you know i love it love the twilight zone i i watch it like um I'm in the middle of watching it again. I'm still on the first season, but yeah, it's just, and sometimes it's funny because I'm watching it and then sometimes I'll catch an episode and I'm like, wait a minute, have I ever seen this one? And I know I have because I made it a point to watch the whole show, all all five seasons. But, you know, every once in a while, I just catch an episode. I'm like, wait a minute. I do not remember this. So and that's always it a pleasure, you know, feel, to. Brand to new, yeah. yeah. So it's like, watch it. Exactly. Exactly. And so, yeah, definitely Twilight oh, yeah. Zone. I, can't, it, I, um, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's yeah. just that started it all. That's one of the shows when you're a kid, you know, you're watching this and the intensity of the different shorts that when they come on. I mean, even just to, you know, today, um, you know, you watch it. And what is that every, what is it, 4th of July? They they release it. What holiday do they put that out there where it's like an entire... I think it's a couple. 
Isn't it sometimes Fourth uh, of July? Eve? Sometimes like Labor Day or, or whatever the hell. Maybe it is. I don't know. there's like a few uh, times out of the year yeah. it's on TV, and it seems like it's right. on for like an entire weekend, and they just will play the best yeah. of the best. There's, I agree with you. I think it set the stage because it it's just it has been in the zeitgeist since you know it, its release. And Rod Serling, I mean, even just to pay homage to him, he, um, for you know for his, um what he's given to creative or genre fiction is just it, it can't be over overstated i mean it's just he's incredible and um just well and he wrote he wrote many of wrote them. Yeah, 90 I mean, of them 90 Christ, episodes it's man it's insane and the crazy thing also is that like science fiction and horror weren't really um he just used science fiction and horror to um, to discuss greater things, like uh, talk about social issues. He wasn't, he didn't really consider himself to be like a science fiction or a horror writer, but he used them to tell a story because he had, a, he, he wasn't a big fan of Hollywood and the entertainment industry, especially right. back then, because there was so much censorship and they didn't want him to discuss certain political issues. And so he used horror and science fiction to tell these stories about you know whatever uh political um you know issues were going on in right. the day whether you know so well, racism too. or discussing yeah absolutely and that's always the best type of horror uh or science fiction is where it, when it has uh, a, a story to tell that's you know, underneath that—that's the 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 actual what it's really about is is some kind of social or political uh, you know lesson to be taught, and yep. so, so that's why they were so good. Is they, they it was so multi layered. Yeah, and even many of those stories today. I mean, just Burgess Meredith, you know where he he his right. eyeglasses get shattered he's yes. after a nuclear war the only thing he has left is is an entire library of books that he can now spend time reading um and the, yeah, cruel the cruelty irony that, yeah you know it is now he he doesn't have his glasses he can't see um you know little things like that it's that not stuck fair with my entire life yeah him at the end of that where he's like it's um, it's not fair and him dealing with that, it's like, oh, man, it really isn't fair. But, you know, those those types of stories really just sit with you forever. Because I always was right. like that as a kid. And when I saw that, I was a kid, you know, I, to the point where, you know, my dad was like, oh, help me shovel snow. I would go out with my coat on and shovel snow. I'd have a paperback in my pocket because you just never know. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, all right, y'all don't need to take this paper back. Yeah, I may need this. <laughs> but I I really felt for that, for Burgess Meredith's character. And uh, it really sticked, you know, those types of things, you know, stay with you. Um, and that's the mark of, of just good storytelling and acting. It's like when all of that stuff comes together, it's like it, it becomes unforgettable. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, solid. That my my last one tough to follow that, but another great horror anthology um, movie is Tales from the Hood. Ah, you know, I did see that, and I saw it a long time ago. I meant to rewatch it, but I didn't get yeah. the chance. 
but I do remember it was it was really fun. It was just a really enjoyable uh, film. But I I literally haven't seen it since yeah. it came out. And that was like what in the nineteen nineties. And I haven't seen it in a long time. I saw this Damn. in the theater when it came out, and then I saw it again. You know, probably on uh, VHS. Um, it's got a fun. Uh, wraparound tale, you know, Welcome to My Mortuary, and then it's got a few other things, Rogue Cop, um, it's got the KKK comeuppance with a character's last name is Duke, um, and David Duke was, you know, pretty popular <laughs> at the time, so there's a, t- there's a bunch of really solid and interesting and also socially relevant stories in this, um, and even just like Rogue Cop Revelation, um, it seemed very, um, very poignant um, and apropos to what's happening today. And so I was like, oh, you know, what? I think I need to revisit this. And there's Corbin Burnson is in this. David Allen Greer is in this. Mm. Um, yeah, I remember David Allen Greer. And uh, again, who was that guy from the Mod Squad? Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I, I forgot his name, and damn it, I, 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 it's really pissing me off that I forgot. Um, um, he's got that in, like, when he, whenever he does, like, a menacing character, he's just got this really messed Clarence, up face. Clarence it's just like, Williams oh, crap. Third. So, <laughs> yeah, he played Link in the Mod Squad, and he, you know, plays, um, this, you know, the, the funeral director here. He's um he does have this menacing look to him and he was he was really good. So this is definitely a fun uh film and it does I don't think it gets enough credit and it's um it's definitely a solid anthology and people need to return to this. Like I said, there's more socially relevant tales from this hood um because they were still talking about the same issues today. So um, it's pretty sad that that this that mm. these types of issues never seem to end. Yeah, and and I think that's more exactly. horrific than anything else. The fact that these these you know violence uh, that that these violent crimes continue to exist, not just in you know this fake you know this you know fake world, but in our own yeah fictional this, this, right real world right, problems. Right. So I, I just thought it was solid. Plus, I'd like to see Wings yeah, Hauser. And uh, that's stuff. A, he's not. He's definitely not in enough cool things, and he was in this playing a really, real uh, scumbag cop um, amongst a whole group of scumbag cops. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a, a good it's a good story. So check it out. Check it, check it. So uh, I will. I do. I, it, it's funny. I think I like. Uh, I have it. I just need to watch it. Yeah, you should check it out again and let me know. But uh, yeah, and and watch Black Sabbath, mm. man. That that's uh, definitely one to watch. Yes, yes, I do definitely want to yeah, watch that again. I love old movies, you know. And this is like a you know really old anthology. What year was it? Nineteen sixty 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 three. Oh, absolutely. I definitely yeah, got to check like that it. out. And like I said, I mean, it's Mario Bob. I love that. One of, one of my favorite directors. So mm. many other directors. Um, you know tried to emulate his style but it's you know when you see when you see the lurid colors and just the set pieces and and how he tells a story you know, it's just um it's just an interesting time so mm. yeah gotta watch that and the uh movie version of tales from the crypt uh one i think it was from the yes. 70s yep it was yep 
Yeah, I gotta yeah, check I that seen out that one too. In a long time too. So who we got? We got a list of stuff to to catch up on. We got some exactly, so, man. Exactly. There's like a whole list of movies that I gotta watch. Everybody out there, uh, we appreciate you listening to us, mm. and we appreciate the feedback. We've gotten some uh, some more people messaging us, um, and uh, we appreciate uh, you guys digging what we're doing. We're having fun with it, so. Uh, you know, message us on Instagram. Always. If there's something out there you want us to talk about or you, you think we should be, uh, you know, checking out, please let us know. Yeah. Discuss it. Definitely. We're, yeah. we're open to suggestions. So, all right. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining us at Cinema Swatter. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.